No penis. <laughs> None of that. All right. Three, two, one. Penis. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you're going to make me laugh when I say the intro. And then I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to look like an asshole. Well, I already do. Fuck it. Fuck it. Welcome to the club. The game club. I'm your host, Aiden Matthews of Blue Catch Productions. And my guest for today, former Twitch streamer. <laughs> oh, okay. Water bottle lever. <laughs> <laughs> serial killer extraordinaire please welcome to the podcast Marshak. i don't like that last one i don't like that last one we don't need that in there i mean i feel like that's kind of an unknown fun fact bleep that out <laughs> bleep that out. i wouldn't even know serial how to bleep that out you make it sound like i've got 80 murders under my belt as far as they know <laughs> i mean hey anything is possible right so that that's like if there's any point in the podcast when you're listening to this like i don't disagree with that marjack guy just know he probably killed some people before i've probably murdered at least like four children <laughs> and you could be next if you play your cards right <laughs> in video games but uh in case this is your first episode of the podcast typically game club is a 30 minute casual discussion about any game could be from lines honor gaming doesn't have to be and uh yeah we're just gonna have fun Talking about a game. What game have you brought to the club today, Marshall? All right. So today we're going to be talking about Path of Exile. No, I'm kidding. Yikes. We, I had, we had to decide between the three <laughs> beforehand. I had three games, and one of them was Path of Exile. And I thought, fuck that. Mm-hmm. It's, too, it's too much effort to explain everything in Path of Exile. Right. Uh, so instead, we're going to talk about Hollow Knight. That's a very easy game. Hollow Knight, the uh, Team Cherry independent i guess it's indie and more indie yeah. than a lot of other games um, it's indie as shit it's three people that made that game that's impressive i didn't know it was that small of a team but uh yeah. my my coverage of this game consists of uh zach playing it on stream and yep. zach playing it on stream yep. and uh zach playing it poorly on stream that was a quite the highlight indeed and that's i feel like that was most of them yeah <laughs> yeah but he still played it for like a year. <laughs> yeah, it took him a really long time. Like to a get really long, really long. Not, this is coming from the same man who spent seven hours on a Cuphead stream and he only beat one boss. Can you imagine what Hollow Knight must have done to him? It must have been like a, I don't know. A is Hollow Knight harder than Cuphead? I feel Cuphead like gets pretty unforgiving towards the end. I feel like Zach takes games that maybe even have a little bit of difficulty and, and ramps them up. <laughs> makes them way harder for himself. <laughs> than they need to be. By whatsoever. just focusing 10% on the game. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that that's basically my knowledge of this game. So I know a little bit about it, uh, but not a whole lot. I guess, um, what was, how did you find out about it? Um, what was your first time playing it? What were the general like first impressions you had seen? So... I learned about Hollow Knight by watching, actually by watching somebody else stream it. I am, I am a part of the Titan Souls speedrunning Discord. I actually have a bunch of times, like on the leaderboards. I was pretty into that for a while. Mm-hmm. And one of my fellow runners, she sort of stopped running just as I was getting into it. And I followed her stream because I wanted to watch her do runs and see what she was up to she also played like little nightmares and a bunch of other interesting games and one of the ones that she was playing was hollow knight and she was out in the howling cliffs and was just walking around i saw the art style and was like oh this game is really cool i wonder what this is 
and then I saw her go up to a grub and break it free, and I was just like, "That's my game. <laughs> That's my game right there." I was like, "Absolutely, I need to have this game in my life." And then I bought it like a couple months later, and I streamed the whole thing, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, and then became like a year of nonstop talking about all night. Yep, I have like 250 hours in this game now. Yeah. So like, in general. Blizzard. In general, if I would give like a base description of what the game is, is like a Metroidvania with bugs, yep. basically. That's the pretty much. That's the key ground level idea. But of course, in uh, being a game that it is in the internet age, uh, turns out if you want to dig a lot deeper into into lore and like world building and like all that sort of stuff, turns out there's a lot more to like dig into as always, and we can kind of yeah. touch on that uh later but like had you played a whole lot of metroidvanias before this was this one of your first or had you already kind of been familiar with the genre at that point i'd played a handful before that point i i played a couple castlevania games i'd played fuck maybe i haven't played that many before this (laughs) oh man i'm not having many spring to mind i played like two metroid games four castlevania games right so i'd already had at least a little bit of experience with the genre but it's always one that i'd wanted to pursue more and to this day i still think like man wouldn't it be nice to have another really awesome metroidvania like hollow knight or like bloodstained they take a while to come out like it feels like we have to wait like several years in between releases yeah just for the type of game that it is right that's just like with any other type of game though right is you have to find the real gems in the sea of schlock <laughs> there are a lot of schlock out there <laughs> absolutely especially indie schlock so to see like team cherry kind of come together and make a game like this uh is pretty impressive especially considering like how much of it they got right i guess i want to first touch on like a key part of a lot of these games is just sort of the the exploration in that um mm-hmm. and the and the ways of traversal through the game so how exactly do you like go through hollow knight and what makes it like stand out from from others in the genre oh boy uh well i think the most obvious thing that makes it stand out is probably just the the art style and the story mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of metroidvanias they sort of try to take like a castlevania approach to storytelling where it's like you have the story pretty laid out for you but hollow knight tries to take more of like a dark souls approach or even somewhat like a metroid approach i guess metroid does a similar thing but you're never really told a whole lot about the world you have to actually talk with npcs and discover logs you get by killing enemies with the hunter's journal and looking at all of the context clues and information that's laid out to you you have to go through it with a fine-toothed comb in order to really discover the story of Hollow Nest and how you ended up here, who you are, who are all these characters around you, what do they, what do they have to do with anything? What's their story? Mm-hmm. So that I think is kind of interesting and sort of sets it apart. Uh, and then the art style, obviously, it's just a, it's a very visually different game. You look at that and you're like, ooh, I'm, I want it. <laughs> I I'm trying to figure out like a good word to describe it. It's uh, very. It's like a almost like a cartoonish painterly kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Very thick drawn lines. It's like the whole world was created with ink with ink brushes. And almost to like maybe the tiniest sense of like blur of some kind as well, where it's like 
not necessarily like overly detailed, but like almost kind of soft a little bit on the eyes. Yeah. It's very, very soft for sure. There's not a lot of hard edges just in any way, shape, or form. It's all very round and very pleasing to look at. Which for which a game is, about bugs is Which a step is nice. Up. <laughs> yeah. They actually managed to make all the bugs look pretty good. Even the dung beetle is one of the best characters in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you say any shit about my boy Dung Defender, I'll actually come over to your house and punch you directly in the balls. I mean, we've established the serial killer thing. This is just one of those moments. (laughs) You insult Dung Defender. Dung Defender is fucking awesome. That's when Varjak crosses the line. (laughs) But what about like uh, traversal and stuff? How do you you get around mainly? uh, you, You jump and you run. Like any like special moves, any like really things to set it apart or like dashes or because I know Ori has a lot of like really, really kind of like wild moves to like get through places. And I feel like Hollow Knight, to my knowledge, has a few. That counts. Yeah. That counts as a metric. That's Ori. There you go. There's another one. I played Ori. But Hollow Knight has a few things. I feel like the movement in Ori is a lot, not better, but it's a lot more unique than Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight's movement is like, depending on how you look at it, this is either a good thing or a bad thing, but it's pretty basic. Like you have your, you can run left and right. You can jump. It's a 2D Metroidvania. You have like a, a regular dash. You have like a super dash that you can use to get a double jump. I'm, ma- I'm massively spoiling the game here, by the way, but there's oh. like all of your, your basic toolkit that you would expect to see in a Metroidvania is what's present here. They don't really go too crazy with it but if, if you really want to play around with moving a lot you have to sort of start getting into speedrun tech and that's when things get real frame dependent really fast <laughs> i don't even want to know what the world of that's like at oh, all it's fucked up dude <laughs> don't even talk to me about acid skipping acid skipping yeah that sounds like a drug it's, activity behind the 7-eleven you want to do some acid skipping bro <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh well, now i have the to know Barjack. Acid? that sounds awesome now i have to know what it means you got what me is acid skipping yeah you gotta let okay <laughs> yeah in the so basic sprinkled, sense <laughs> sprinkled sprinkled throughout the game there are, there are acid pools and if you walk into them you'll just take damage and then it's like falling onto a pit of spikes you'll take damage and respawn where you were last on solid ground mm-hmm. so there's an item that allows you to go through these acid pools that you collect pretty late in the game. However, in the speed run, that item is super out of the way. And we only really need to go through one or two acid pools in order to get to the end of the game. And it just so happens that if you want to perform a super dash while you're charging it up on a wall, you won't move downward. So hmm. in order to bypass these acid pools, you go onto this tiny little like 10 pixels at fucking most little ledge directly above the acid charge up a super dash super dash over to the other side and then you have to do a jump within like the first five frames of landing on the other side there's a little bit of a delay and then your character starts moving and you have to jump fucking immediately or you'll hit the acid and have to try it again and then when you jump you've completed an acid well you only have to do it what like two or three times right and you're good but yeah it's just still it's just very precise and the queen's garden acid skip is possibly the most precise trick in the game don't quote me on that i haven't i'm not up to date on all of the speedrun tech at the time 
but I know for sure it is the most precise trick in any percent. It, is it a is it like one of those speedrunning things that like eventually with muscle memory you can get it every time, or is it always one of those things where like flipping a coin here, let's let's hope it works out well? Because I know there's some tricks like that in speedrunning where it's like, God, please just let this work. The planets just have to align or it's a thing where like yeah if you're a psychopath you can do all of them eventually with yeah, not even worrying your, about it if you're out of your fucking mind you can do all the really hard tricks and maybe you'll get a run done and it'll be two seconds faster than the other person who didn't do all the crazy shit speedrunning yeah. just sounds like pain <laughs> speedrunning is pretty great i recommend getting into it uh, <laughs> would be a masochist <laughs> well, not every speedrun is super hard sure sure but for oh, games I like this Hollow Knight's got a lot of pretty easy runs. The any percent run's pretty easy. Acid skipping aside, acid skip's the hardest thing in the whole game to learn, honestly. Oh, okay, good. So it's not like it gets dumber than that, which is Yeah, nice. it gets, you start playing 100%, it gets way fucking dumber. But acid skips are, are definitely, they're basically the skill wall for Hollow Knight any percent speed running. Mm -hmm. And they're not too bad. You can muscle memory them pretty well if you're doing runs every day that's good then that's i'm good. not though so i'm still bad at them <laughs> so we kind of already touched on traversal and we we kind of kind of brought up ori of like having maybe not that it's better but it definitely kind of flows i guess a little bit more than than yeah. hollow knights does i'd ori say is, ori is based on movement the whole premise right. of that game is movement the combat kind of takes a back seat. Right. Half of the combat actually takes place in the middle of really complex strings of movement. And, so, and that's where I, around, that's where it shines. And that's where I think Hollow Knight really takes a different approach to things is why the traversal is a bit simpler. The combat by comparison gets way more involved than I think Ori ever does, or a lot of Metroidvanias ever do. Uh, uh, specifically in bosses, one. I think maybe not in like everyday nor normal encounters, but I don't know if this was just me watching Zack, but it felt like every boss in that game was just like a combination of small moments in time and small hits. And like, I don't know. I just don't see a whole lot of boss fights like that in like Super Metroid or uh, some of those early Castlevanias. But that's my knowledge. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean when you say small moments in time and small uh, hits? I, I just feel like in a game like, in, like this, where it feels like a lot of the... The challenge is simply getting from one area to another. I feel like for a lot of people who I've watched play Hollow Knight, they typically have a bit harder of a time with combat first than they do with uh, with exploration. Oh yeah, for sure. It takes yeah. a bit to get used to, no doubt. And just with with the with the nail and everything like that, and trying to, you pretty much have to be like right on some motherfuckers too. <laughs> yeah, you can you can get around that a little bit with some charms, but right, combat's definitely in my opinion, where Hollow Knight shines. And that's why, like, Godmaster is so awesome, because it's just, you want to, you like the combat in Hollow Knight? Here's a boss rush mode. Go kill every boss in the game without dying. <laughs> like, that kind of shit. <clears throat> and the boss design definitely complements the the combat. It's not super deep. It's pretty basic. You swing right. right, you swing left, you swing up, you swing down. You shoot a fireball right you do like an upward cone attack or you do a slam to the floor that hurts everything. That's basically all of your combat moves. You can do nail arts, but they fucking suck. Ignore them. <laughs> They're trash. They're actual trash tier, especially when compared to magic. So for those who don't know what, what nail arts are, can you They're explain like, them? 
they're like little upgrades so like you can you have a regular swing but if you hold the button you can do like a supercharged swing or if you hold it and do a specific directional input you can do a big spin in a circle for a, a little while or you can do a big swing when you dash like they're just harder nail hits basically and they fucking suck mm -hmm. they're just too slow or they don't do enough or they don't the do very issue? much damage when you compare them to magic you end up with nail arts that even with a fully upgraded nail they do less damage than unupgraded magic and it's just kind of a waste because you can upgrade magic to be like three times as good as it is when it's not upgraded mm -hmm. so if you want to talk pure in terms of dps then absolutely go for magic over the use of nail arts however if you're not very good at the game you don't know the bosses very well you can totally spec into a physical damage build instead and just nail everything to death i don't think i <laughs> i don't think i even remember zach barely ever using magic that wasn't just healing himself no, over and over again because he he would always he would always do those nail arts you were talking about <laughs> and try to bum yeah. rush <laughs> and not really he think it even, through zach wouldn't even go for nail arts he'd just run in and just smash the button yeah which like, is oh there's magic people, in this game that's interesting i didn't know that which is what a lot of people kind of try to do and the game tries to get you into using magic at the very beginning when you pick up your first magic ability and you're required to use it to get into green path to sort of continue the game but it never really forces you to use magic beyond that point. Except, uh, no, on, on a quick thought, I don't think there's any other time in the game where you're actually forced to use magic. Interesting. But, yeah, a lot of people just forget that it exists. They don't think it's as powerful as it is, and their strategy is to just run in and mash the attack button and hope that the enemy dies before you do, which will not work. <laughs> the bosses are designed around completely obliterating anyone who tries to do that yeah well i mean i watched it firsthand multiple yeah, times cool. for an hour even at some points multiple an hour i watched it for like four hours yeah yeah that's what that's what this that's what the chat's for right when yeah. zach i also died, lived like... it for like 60 hours on my first playthrough <laughs> yeah i mean well well i guess that's interesting then so like is that is that a fault of of the player for not like using the mechanics given to them or would you blame part of that on the game for not making it a bigger focus than it probably should be i absolutely blame it on the players okay i don't think that it's the game's <laughs> it's job fault. to tell you how to approach certain enemies when the strategy of bum rush the shit out of it clearly isn't working and there's like right. clear not necessarily clearly usually it's pretty clear but when there's an intended way of doing things differently like I don't know, hanging back for a second and letting the boss finish attacking and then punish, you know, like in every fucking Metro every game, other game. game of all time yeah, yeah. and every Dark Souls game of all time and most video games. That's fair. A lot of people should know how to, how to defend and properly defend. I guess just with magic, I got to wonder if like, well, no, because if they hadn't been more obvious with it, I felt like that probably would have got annoying after a while. So I don't even know if I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what tough. What do you mean? Well, like, if they had gone the other approach and being like, all right, magic is a very clear skill. Let's remind you, like, every five minutes. And I'd be like, no, that'd be annoying. I'd hate that. <laughs> I don't think they'd be able to actually do that, be constantly reminding you to use magic. Right. Because it uses... Well, how you use magic in the game is you have to use your soul, and soul is collected by damaging enemies with your nail or by a couple of other things that I won't talk about. 
but primarily when you're just playing the game casually it will be collected by hitting enemies with your nail and you'll get soul and you use that to heal if you take damage but you can also use it for magic instead so it becomes a sort of risk reward factor where it's like well i have enough soul for one heal or two spell casts do i want to use the spell casts and deal a bit of extra damage or do i want to heal because i only have two health left Salzak pick a lot of healing <laughs> yep lots of healing a lot of healing from if you don't know healing. how to if you don't know how to kill the boss the general rule of thumb is stay at maximum health and then work your way through it figure it out yeah fair enough figure out the patterns make sure you're topped off and then you and then you kind of mentioned charms earlier to add on to that like what exactly is those are those for yeah people who don't so know. charms charms are like whenever you have a roguelike or something what the fuck just came out of my mouth? A Metroidvania. <laughs> roguelike. Why did I say roguelike? <laughs> Marjack want to talk about getting, roguelikes. I see. I'm, I'm getting my I'm getting my subgenres super mixed up. <clears throat> uh, when you're dealing with a Metroidvania like this, I there's got to be some sort of customization, right? Mm-hmm. And since you can't really customize the type of weapon you use or anything like that, they sort of, they have this charm system where you can just find charms throughout the game some of them you find on the ground you can buy some of them some of them are like quest rewards but you do you collect these charms and they'll give you different little boosts or in some no they're usually boosts they'll they'll give you these little boosts that you can use through gameplay it functions a lot like if you've ever played paper mario it's like uh badges and badge points oh okay they function at a very similar level it's not to the same degree as badges and badge points but right. it is it functions very similarly with charms and charm notches oh, okay so they don't unlock new new skills a couple of them alter existing skills but for the most part there'll be little things like um like enemies will drop more cash when you kill them or your nail will reach farther so you don't have to be as close to enemies or it'll be like while you're healing, you have a protective shell that takes damage for you and prevents you from being knocked back while you're healing, because that can happen. If you get knocked back while you're healing, you'll stop healing, and all the soul you've put into that will be wasted. Or, like, you knock back enemies farther when you hit them. Like Bonuses like that. I'm trying not to think of anything that's super spoilery here, because a lot right, of them are. Right, You want to save a lot of them. But I, I get the idea. Like To me, yeah, it just sounds of... like a good way to add a little bit of variety and to change up kind of how you... You know, not only attack, but encounter enemies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's mostly just a lot of little bonuses like that. Towards the end of the game, and even a handful that you can get in early game, you can get some really powerful stuff that, mm -hmm. like, massively increases the amount of ma magic damage you deal or allows you to swing your nail, like, three times faster. Like, really powerful stuff that will totally change the way that you approach combat, but... Are there, like... Is is it a type of type of thing where like there are clearly the three best ones and then the other ones are just kind of there, or do they all kind of like have good enough strengths that you could see people trying all of them out and they would technically be good? Like, are there any really really bad ones or really broken ones in there? I guess. Unfortunately, there's only a five or six of them that are really good or even worth using. Honestly, most of them are kind of garbage tier. Hmm. But. I'm not super upset about that just because the ones that are worth using do give you a decent diversity in how you want to play the game. And 
the ones that are kind of garbage tier are, in my opinion, they're fine just kind of staying there. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, ooh, I can knock back enemies farther when I hit them with my nail. Who gives a fuck? Cool. You can't follow up if you're knocking the enemy 10 miles away from you. Great. <laughs> There's probably that one really like boring, slow defensive player who's like, ooh, <laughs> I can make my combat encounters 30 seconds longer than they need to be. <laughs> one charm notch, what a steal. Wow. This is great. I, I love don't think this. anyone approaches Hollow Knight like that. I'm sure there's some somebody. <laughs> somebody who's not a whole lot of fun, but somebody. <laughs> Somebody's got like 150 hours in the game and they haven't even cleared it yet because yeah. they're just taking a super slow approach. Taking their sweet, sweet time. But you you'd almost you'd almost kinda want to in Hollow Knight, like partially do that art style, partially doing to learning the mechanics, and then even just sometimes for me, a lot of my favorite parts of when Zach would stream it would just be like him kinda like managing through items and just listening to the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah. So good just to like stop and be like, Oh, this is really fucking good. <laughs> you can just there's a lot of points where you can just kind of stop and smell the roses, which is nice. It's not just constantly in your face, action, 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 beat these enemies, kill these bosses. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of points where you can just kind of hang out and just take in the scenery because there's a lot to see. Just seeing and little homie on the bench, resting up. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Waiting for his little bug bus to take him somewhere else. And yeah, it's super. it's a super atmospheric game, which is due in no small part to the fantastic score done by christopher larkin Ooh. who absolutely crushed it and is doing the soundtrack for the second game as well silk song oh yeah that's gonna be amazing when and the existing track is amazing and you should absolutely buy it it's a great soundtrack i'd recommend it even if you're not a, a fan of the game if you're into kind of like that atmospheric kind of uh i wouldn't say dark souls but that kind of like little bit of somber uh, uh, kind of attitude throughout most of it um yeah, it's really it's good. a very it's a very relaxed soundtrack when you're just sort of walking through places. It's very relaxed. It takes a very calm approach. And then once you get to bosses, it gets a lot more intense. Mm -hmm. And you get to things like Grim, where it's like, all right, this is actually just a metal song. Sure, why not? <laughs> Change it up. Change it up a little bit. Uh, I, I guess... I do want to talk a little bit about some of the story stuff, but it's hard for me to really get you to say anything without spoiling it, I guess. Um, uh, There's a decent amount of story you could talk about. Okay. A lot of the story happens before you even arrive. Oh, right. One of those kinds like, of games. the player character. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Dark Souls approach. You're just sort of figuring out what the fuck happened beforehand. You, it's like <laughs> you arrive and the whole fucking place is just completely Just It's not desolate. It's just look at it it's barely Works. functional <laughs> and then you read about what it was like before and how it was awesome and how everybody totally screwed up and then it became really bad mm -hmm. and I, I think that that's a cool like approach to uh just storytelling stuff of like there's not really going to be a character that kind of just flat out explains it all but there are going to be a yeah. lot of characters who drop like subtle things and once you figure out what those subtle things mean you can kind of connect the dots a little bit yeah form of i mean a picture another nice thing about it is i find a lot of the time when these games talk about their backstory like when you're sitting through the opening cutscene to dark souls for the first time yeah and you're learning about how 
how the four lords like, waged war against the dragons you're like that sounds fucking awesome i want to play that game right <laughs> and you you learn about the story of hollow knight and you're like man i don't really know if i want to play that game that sounds really boring because it was the whole thing with dark souls was it was like this awesome epic takeover of the world and then just the slow descent into madness and hollow knight is just like yeah the world existed and then things got shit have fun <laughs> check it out play our game please yeah but you don't find that out until you've already bought the game and right. spent however many hours yeah and you're like well dots, right? maybe i made a mistake but it turns out no it's it's great along the way are there just look up youtube videos that explain the whole story to you like I? Did. oh yeah absolutely there's a lot of good content out there i'd recommend checking out um i guess before you wrap up here oh yeah go ahead what were you gonna say no just moss bag i think is the name of the lore youtube channel absolutely i don't know play the game first before you watch those videos but also watch those videos when you're done absolutely i think it adds a lot to it um since we're near the end here uh i guess i just wanted to wanted to ask because obviously you love the game and you have a lot of uh a lot of great memories and moments with it i guess i have a ton of history with this game after playing it for so long is is there any major negatives minor negatives nitpicks things to look out for uh has it has it aged as well as when you first played it that type of stuff i mean like any game you can nitpick it to hell and back if you want you could be like oh this boss is bad design this enemy is bad design and there are definitely some of those let it be known there's been a lot of not a lot of, but there's been some redesigns and things like that that I think are questionable. Trader Lord is a whole lot worse now than he used to be. He's he's gotten to be a really frustrating fight. I think that the God Tamer fight just kind of sucks. <laughs> I think that Deep Nest is cool your first time exploring it because it's got that whole like a spider crawling on the back of your neck feel to it. Yeah. It's very creepy and gross. <laughs> That's like the oh, this is a cute game about bugs, where now it's like, oh, this is a game about fucking bugs. Oh. <laughs> not the fun kind of like, bugs. Not the not the fun bugs. These not the, the bugs life bugs. bugs. <laughs> yeah, these are like the... I don't know, what's a gross, what's a gross bug movie? Centipede. I don't like centipedes. <laughs> yeah, there's centipede. There's a lot of centipedes in Deep Nest, actually. Anything with like a lot of a uh, lot of legs is a no. There you go. For me. Garpedes or hairy Those things. Guys. Hairy bugs Those are a lot of legs. I don't know if there are a lot of hairy bugs. There's moths and shit, but. But anyway, Deep Nest, right? It's fun the yeah. first time, but it's it's fun to explore the first time. But as you keep going into it, you're like, I, this place sucks, dude. Who the fuck laid this out? <laughs> did a spider design this there's, there's there's nothing here it's not a fun place to navigate it's just inconvenient not fun or you have like ancient basin is really barren there's virtually nothing to do there there's one upgrade and one boss and then you leave Damn. and like the abyss has even less there isn't even a boss there it's super meaningful lore wise same with ancient basin the lore there is fantastic and you could pick that apart for hours but goddamn, is it boring to play through <laughs> it almost has to kind of like help push the game up and make it more interesting <laughs> yeah i get that there's, that's fine there's, there's a bunch of little moments like that or even your first time fighting certain bosses where you're like all right this is kind of fucking stupid like there's one boss i'm not gonna say which one where it's just a multi-boss fight 
like the gargoyles in Dark Souls 2, which is one of my least favorite fights in that whole thing, where it's just like, here's a couple of bosses with a really simple moveset. Here's a, or sorry, here's a boss with a really simple moveset. And then they just throw a bunch of them at you and say, have fun, idiot. Have, Joe beat that. And you're just like, eh, this isn't designed very well. Mm. So there's moments like that in Hollow Knight. Oh, definitely. No okay. game is perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect game. If you have no gripes with the games you play, you don't have a critical bone in your body and you need to think harder. <laughs> That's really the moral of the ho- the podcast. Uh, on, on top of go check out Hollow Knight, the main, <laughs> the other moral. <laughs> Be a little bit more critical. Here. Think harder. Stop being stupid. Stop being a dummy dog. Wow. Right. But, yeah, like, it's a great game. I still recommend buying it at full price. Absolutely, it's worth it. I'd buy it on my Switch. My fucking Joy-Cons weren't broken. Yeah, minor drifting. That it's, joke's not going to age very well. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But you can get it on anything now, right? It's like on Switch, PS4, Xbox, whole it's nine on, yards, PC. Yeah, it's it's on like everything. Okay. I'm pretty sure. No 3DS on, port yet, but we'll... Uh, we don't need one. The 3DS <laughs> is dead now. Or the PS Vita port to Hollow Knight. The, Come only, on. The, the only games that are still worth playing on 3DS are like... The Fire Emblem games, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, and Pokemon. Yep. Yep. Me and Kyle did like a whole thing about Mario Kart 7, and you know what? Don't want to spoil that episode, but it's kind of middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, wait, you mean to tell me that... You mean to tell me that Mario Kart 7... Yeah. For the 3DS... <laughs> yes. ...is not a very good game. It's fine, but it's not, you know, it could be better. That's I all. I can't believe it. That's all. Nintendo made a mediocre game impossible. Never. Never have I ever <laughs> seen Nintendo make a mediocre game before. That could be a great podcast. Aiden talks yeah. about mediocre Nintendo games. <laughs> not good ones. Just not bad ones. Great. Middle of the road. Fine games. Bring on a couple guests that are not Nintendo fanboys. Yeah. We just sit there just like looking through their library like that wasn't good. That wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't like that, that wasn't one. Good. <laughs> This is a great idea. I'll have to write this down for later. This is genius. But uh, I'm glad that we left this in the current episode. Everybody knows that's happening now. Absolutely, absolutely. We're not that over time. We're only like 35 minutes in, so it, it's it's oh, cool. it's worth it to keep it in. Um, I could keep talking about this game for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've like barely scratched the surface. That's that's what's hard with what games like these. Is like how do you mention everything in 30 minutes? You um, really can't, and you can't. But it's also like, I don't want to be here for an hour talking about Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah. There's also a plus side. If we were talking about Path of Exile, I would have just now finished explaining how the skill system works. <laughs> and then you would have to tune into part two of the podcast. <laughs> part two and three, where we talk about currency. Part four, we talk about player trading. Part five, six, and seven, we talk about campaign progression. And parts nine through 400, we talk about the end game. Ooh, fun. <laughs> Stick around. That's Path of Exile in a nutshell. The information you need to have on that game to play it is mind-boggling. Glad we didn't talk about it and we went with something simpler like Hollow Knight. But yeah, go check Hollow Knight out. Go buy it on your Switch, on Steam. When does Silk Song come out? Do we know yet? Is there a date no. for that? We know that it exists. Uh, seen gameplay of it. Check out the Hollow Knight Discord for updates on that. The developers are not super active in the Discord, but they're in there. Mm-hmm. Harder work. Yeah, play the game. There's uh, there have been three 
major DLC drops, and every single one of them is absolutely free. We didn't even talk about the DLC. We don't, wow. We don't deserve Team Cherry. Yeah, they're excellent. I love their... You got a ton of free that. DLC. If you backed Hollow Knight on Kickstarter, you're getting Silk Song for free. These Damn. guys, these people are angels on Earth. Damn. We could use more people like them in a world filled with AAA microtransaction gambling bullshit. It's like them and Yacht Club are probably like top my list of independent yep. studios. They're just fucking amazing. Uh, well, we already kind of plugged Hollow Knight, I guess. Is there anything you want to plug where they can where they can find you at? No, nope. just kind of hang out around the yeah. LHG boys, and you'll see me pop up. Yeah, we we had him on Quiplash. You can thing. you can watch him there for a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, watch the Quiplash. Check out my YouTube channel. I guess I have like Titan Souls videos and Hollow Knight videos, and one Mother Gunship video. Link in the description. Like one, one Destiny video. Yeah, I don't have anything on my channel, and I don't stream on Twitch anymore, so don't go there. That's why I said former Twitch streamer. <laughs> I'm like, how do I describe Marjak? What does he do <laughs> exactly? Twitch streamer. I'm a, I'm a full-time student. Full-time. I'm getting that education, boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking stay in school, kids. <laughs> Drop out of school. High school sucks. Yeah. And then speedrun Hollow Knight and, and then go to college. <laughs> in that order. Speedrun speed Hollow Knight for two years, get your GED, and then go to college. You gotta do it in that way. Your life isn't meaningful anymore. Yeah, it's a. So it's you a better at least waste like a good three, four years of your life before you decide to do anything meaningful. That's right. very important. And you need that. You need that break time. But uh, if if we go any longer, I'm gonna talk about why I don't <laughs> like the education system. So it's bad. This is probably a good place to stop. <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast, Marjack. I had a blast. No problem. Thanks for I only got me. corrected two or three times. I thought that would have happened a lot more in the podcast. I'd be like, actually, you're wrong and stupid. Actually, stupid head. <laughs> you got this mechanic wrong and this mechanic wrong. I'm like, look, <laughs> just try to do a podcast. Well, you can get away with that when you're asking broad, open-ended questions, yeah. right? You know, it's fine. But no, thank you for coming on. Seriously, love to have you on again where we can talk sure. about not Path of Exile and not Path of Exile. Let's record another one wow. right now. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been Aiden. I've been stinky. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, I'm, I'm really bad. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Can someone please just hang me <laughs> from a building? <laughs> Holy fuck. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>